Hello and welcome to day one. We're, we're late evening. It feels almost as if we're at day two because this was an early start at 6 a.m. here with Clay Clark and the Reawaken America Tour. We are in Tulare, California. And uh, I am joined with somebody who is actually a good friend of mine. He recently came to our church on Fire Ministries and uh, he was just such a blessing. He presented one of the most compelling stories of the American Revolution and how pastors were not only a part, but they were the key factor in the Revolutionary War. No, he proved it unequivocally that politics and church, the very concept of church and state, which Caleb and I, that's the whole concept, that there is not some type of bleeding out one not being with the other. They are succinct and in unity. Bill Cook of the Black Robe Regiment, this was sacred to God. Now is the time to This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you. You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, it's been then processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com. Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows, they hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues, and uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands. If you want a meat that's gonna last, freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want. I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code Church and State. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal, and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14.2. He was at our church recently. Um, I'm proud to introduce him to our church and state listening audience. This is his first time on the show with us, but I know of him. I've watched, I've watched you speak in other forums, and I've I've, I've seen you at other events, so it's a huge privilege to have you on with us. I knew uh, when you came to our church and spoke, eventually I would get you on the show, so I'm so glad to have you in person. This, this is, is an, honor, an honor, Gabe. This, this is a great honor, Gabe. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. So, like, Americans, especially Christian Americans, have somehow come into the same thing that we were talking about as far as during the Revolutionary War, there was two brothers— and I'm jumping there quickly because I know we, we're going to, this is going to create a lot of conversation. And I, you're the history buff, but there were two brothers who were at first opposed to each other's worldview, where King George, is he a tyrant, is he not? And we have a lot of well-meaning Christians out there who are on the fence right. about, is, is Bill Gates really evil? Is, is the plan of the who to take over our immune systems and actually control us. Is Klaus Schwab really evil? And there's a lot of people waking up, Clay, sounding the alarm, showing us patents 
for our human bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. When when do we when do we you know to, when do we take off the robe right. and show the soldier's uniform and and it's kind of a metaphor. I'm not really saying right. to go out and, and shoot, um, even though I know we have that liberty eventually. Right. But beyond that, when when do we stand up and fight? So. Well, you know, Scripture says. Um, that you have not resisted unto blood in your, strive, in your striving against sin. And so um, I, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, or at least he's one of the people that's credited with, credited, credited with saying that resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. I love that. And uh, we, as Christians, we do not have an obligation to obey tyranny, to obey tyrants. But our obligation is to disobey tyrants and disobey tyranny. That's the obligation that we have before God. And so, um, you know, one of the things I've been saying recently, we're watching our nation being taken over by tyranny right now in America. And it's, been, it's being done in many ways through the medical system in our country, by our government. And uh, I've been, one of the things I've been saying is that we're not going to get out of this fight without it costing some of us everything that we hold dear. Right. You know, in the, in, the, in the Declaration of Independence, the men who signed the Declaration finished it by saying, we hereby pledge to, to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And many of them actually did give up, give up their lives. They gave up everything they owned. Sons, They lands. lost everything. They lost everything just simply for signing a document and saying, we're no longer submitting to arbitrary governance. We're no longer submitting to the King of England, who is a tyrant. And so I think we're at a point in America where it's time for people who understand the truth and the church to say, no, we're not doing this anymore. And we've seen it in COVID. We've seen it with the, with the arrest of people that have never done anything wrong. They're just being arrested because they won't submit to COVID mandate, churches that won't shut down. And, and it's, it's time to say no. The, the best thing we can do right now in many ways is to say, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. The name of your organization, Bill, is called America's Black Robe Black Regiment. Robe Regiment. Uh, his website, we're going to go ahead and pull that up right now, Chris. It's brrusa.org. Those of you um, who want to check it out, it's very informative. Uh, you can also find, he's got a Rumble page you, you can subscribe to. But his, his foremost gifting is educating pastors, I feel like. God has educated you to educate pastors in this last moment that they're influential and there there's some that are realizing it uh jack gibbs there's um pastor hagan uh in tulsa um we we have many pastors you even had a document that many pastors signed yes the gideon's 300 pledge talk about that well it's a pledge that that uh I wish I had it in front of me right now, but basically what it says is it's, it's, a, uh, it's a document that, it, that when a pastor signs it, he's agreeing to do those things that are necessary to secure liberty, not just to his own generation, but to the future generations of Americans. And uh, it includes things like he, he agrees, he pledges to preach a minimum of one election sermon before every election. Wow. He agrees to uh, command his flock to vote to a man. It's not enough for a pastor to say, get out there and vote. Right. Or you should you get out there and vote. You should vote. Please vote. Or he, it's, not a, 
It's not, a, it's not saying I'm, I'm encouraging you to vote. It's saying you get out there and vote. You must vote. It's As a, a Christian, it's, it is your God-given right, and you must vote. It's not just a right. It's a sacred duty because so much is riding. We don't think of this when we go into a voting booth as parents, as, as, as aunts and uncles, as loved ones. But every, every time we vote, that the welfare of the people that are coming after us are riding upon our vote in what we, what we do. So today we've trivialized the voting booth, but the voting booth is a sacred altar right? where we express our intention to do what God wants us to do. And if we can't, if, we, if we're unwilling to do that, then we become culpable for the dissolution of our society, for the rise of tyranny and all that comes with it. S- simply not, if, if every Christian in America, every evangelical that, that knows the Lord had simply voted as a matter of sacred duty, for the last, let's say, the last 50, 60, 70 years, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today. We wouldn't be suffering under the tyranny. We wouldn't be on the precipice of losing our nation forever. And now, we, today, we are in that place. So, um, you know, some people would say, well, it's too late. We can't do anything to save America. So why bother? Why, why, why invest the time? Because it's the right thing to do. And there's a group of people you can hear in the background right now. They're literally, Eric Trump just finished speaking. There's a group of people who are spirit-filled and they're pushing past even the discouraging data that Dominion could be rigging the election. That, that makes no difference. It we doesn't still make difference. have to show up. Yes, we do. We still have to vote. If every Christian, every evangelical Christian who understands the truth, who knows the truth, every child of light would simply vote, we would overwhelm the fraud that's happening in yes. this country. And we have, we have got to do it right now. The church has got to overwhelm the fraud that's happening. So more than ever is what you're saying. More than ever, the, the, the illusion of a win could be overcome by a majority vote to, uh, of such a huge overwhelming number that they can't suppress it with fraud because it's a numbers game. It is. It is. And so um, what the church needs to do today and what evangelicals need to do today is they need, we need to overwhelm the voting booth in this country. And um, at the end of this election, this 2024 election, um, I don't want to hear anybody say I didn't vote. Yes. If you don't, if you, it's a, to, to not vote is a damnable act. It's a damnable omission. It is damnable, and God is going to hold us accountable to it. Wow. Don't think that, I want to say to every, every evangelical that says, well, I'm, I'm not going to vote because I don't have to because I'm not under the law but under grace. I want to say... Don't count on being ushered into heaven on that last day. You're not going to heaven because what wow. you're doing is evil. It's damnable. You're culpable. And, right. And you are, you are culpable. You've participated in the destruction of innocent lives. That is a heavy word, Pastor It's a Bill. very heavy word. And I think you need, those of you who are listening, many of you are going to hear this. Those of you who are listeners to the ACN Terrestrial Radio, I know you hear Dr. Dobson on this channel and you hear... You know, Chuck Missler, you don't hear that very often, that if you don't vote, you you are basically saying, kingdom of darkness, come on in, and you're culpable. And to me, that's that's no different than the apostle Paul or, or the disciples saying, hey, I give up. The gates of hell, they won't prevail, but I give up. I quit. God's not going to reward that. We, we have to fight. Well, the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God, but the gates of hell will prevail in our society if we don't do everything we can to withstand evil. And so the church is being called to now at this particular juncture in our history to do everything in our power to stop it. Because um, if, you know, you know as well as I do, Gabe, that if we lose our country, we lose everything. If we allow evil to prevail, 
It's, it's virtually inconceivable the evil that will come upon the church, that will come upon God's people. The globe. As, yes, as the, the globe, United right. States goes, so goes the world. Right. We, we are the greatest, and I think you actually said this in your sermon. You said this. This is the place of greatest financial giving to the mission field. Right. This is the place of, of the greatest light. The city on a hill cannot be hidden. You talked about that. The, the forefathers envisioned this, and what happened is a spark, a genuine spark of God because the, the very foundations of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is all on Mosaic Law. It's literally just following the Ten Commandments. Yes, it is. Blackstone, I know you're familiar with it. What yes. did he say? I love Blackstone. I love, I love him. He's, he is, he's, one of the, he's not a theologian per se. He's a, he was an attorney, father of American law and jurisprudence, but he was brilliant, a brilliant man. I would encourage um, anybody that, that, to get a copy of, of Blackstone's commentaries on the laws of England and read it. And that's where they it say the so forefathers got their view of nature's law. Yes. Can you explain yes. nature's the law? law of nature. It's, the law of nature is essentially, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'll trivialize it a little bit, but I'll say the law of nature is basically what's evident in, in creation. You know, the, the Bible says um, the heavens declare the glory of God yes. and the expanse or the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day they utter speech. They're speaking. Night unto night, they reveal knowledge. So everything that's fundamentally true is evident in the, in, the law, in the law of nature and the nature of things as they are. For instance, the law of nature would say that there are two genders. Yes. Hallelujah. You can't have transgenderism. Transgenderism under the, under the law of nature is impossible. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute absurdity. And the fact that we are even discussing the question as, as to whether or not somebody can change their gender is, is absurd on its face. Um, and there was a day in America when proposing the idea of transgenderism or sodomy or, or homosexuality would have been a capital offense because it, people understood uh, at, least at least 150 years ago that tolerating sodomy, tolerating perversion would lead to the dissolution of the civil society and the destruction of everything and the destruction of human life. Yes. So um, it's imperative that we stand up for that, that it's the church needs to be a prophetic voice in the middle of the culture. We need to uphold the truth. We need to uphold the laws of nature and nature's God. And if we don't, God's going to, again, that's another point of accountability. Yes. Um, he talked about nature's God. You just said that. Meaning that creation has order. It's it not just random. It's not just chaotic. Right. Even, even a wolf... Will will suckle? Make sure those little little pups get suckled and nurtured. Right. Like there's a preservation of the genetic code. Every once in a while, yes, a, a mother wolf will eat its young only because it's it's dying or something like that. But science is not like abortion. Today we have the abortion issue. We cannot sustain a healthy society if we're killing off our own. Right. Wolves don't kill off their own. Whale humpback whales don't abort in utero their babies right like everything has order right it does and you know it's it's a good thing that you're bringing up the issue of abortion because um god's god said in the book of genesis he said to adam be fruitful multiply uh and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over everything that i've made i'm paraphrasing but if we if we cease to procreate, if we if we worse we slay our young in utero before they can even come out of the womb, we are basically undermining our own ability to rule and reign in life, and we're we're undermining we're basically uh, uh, obviating 
the commission that God gave to Adam. He said, procreate. Go. Go. You know, one of, one of the things that um, I said recently is if, we had never, if America had never embraced the idea of abortion, uh, I believe we'd have a population bigger than, bigger than the land of China today. Wow. Are and, you hearing that, people? And, you know. Wow. God and we have the resources to sustain it. There's the lie of this, like, green Gaia, like the earth doesn't right. have enough supplies. That is so right. untrue. What Israel has done with that tiny little country. Yes. One of the greatest producers of silicon chips. They're harvesting such huge amounts of nuts and fruit. Like, such a tiny little land. Imagine if we cultivated the whole entire United States. No welfare. Just just people embracing capitalism. And there was no crony capitalism, no bureaucracy. There's plenty enough space. Have you driven through Montana? No, there's plenty but, of space. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of space, but I'm thinking about right here in southern, right here yes. in California, in the San Fernando Valley. There is there is enough farmland, of a lot enough fertile farmland in this territory of the United States to feed the world. Wow. And yet we're out running around saying we've got climate change and uh, you know there's different things that are happening to undermine our ability to farm and produce crops. Um, God, you know, God would never tell man to do something that he would he would not provide for. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. You know, one of the things I've said recently that we have done in America is we have probably slain our deliverers. Mm, you you know, said that when you were at our church. I did. And, and in many ways, we, you know, I know God has a deliverer. You know, there's a song that um, Rich Mullins used to sing. Yes, I remember my, that song. My deliverer is coming. Dude, the part when the little kids at the beginning were singing it. Right. My deliverer, my deliverer is, is coming. coming. It makes you, like, I, I would tear up to hear. Yes, me and too. think of those little me kids. Too. On the banks of the Nile. Yeah. Sing it out. Somebody's going to come ra- raise up and save us. Yes. And God, the, the same thing is the little kids are praying that. The, I believe. The baby souls. God has the deliverers for this nation. And I Ooh, believe Jesus. even though we have, we have done what we have done to slay. And I believe that there's a spiritual reason for the slaying of the unborn in our nation. I believe that the enemy knows that God has a great deliverer or deliverers. Wow. In, in, our, in our posterity and our offspring of this generation. And we are... But, you know, what, what we are doing, what Satan is doing through our stupidity and foolishness is he's trying to get us to, he's trying all he can to slay those deliverers. But God is going to get through, God is going to win that battle. It's interesting you said the word posterity. Your, your card, and we, we were looking at it here, it says securing the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. So a lot of people don't know what that means. That's not just a word. That's actually your lineage. To right, talk about lineage. that. Like Posterity abortion is, is stealing be, that. Right. It's, it's basically forfeiting that. It's forfeiting your own benefit, your own blessing, your own ability to rule and reign in this life. When you slay your unborn, you are basically robbing your ability to triumph in life through Christ Jesus. You're, you're basically robbing yourself of the blessing of God. So when the forefathers were saying posterity, were they essentially saying to your future grandchildren? They were, saying to, the, they were saying to our posterity, to those who come after us, to those we beget, to those who are born of us, yes. of our generation. We have a sacred obligation to care not just for ourselves, but for them. And to the degree that every generation does that, every generation has someone that's securing the blessings of liberty on their behalf. We don't expect, my wife and I don't, ex- don't expect our children to do that for themselves. That when they're little, they don't even know. They have no idea. They're, de- they're fully dependent on us to secure liberty for them. And, be- and God, in his amazing wisdom and design of man, um, he, he, he gave us passionate love for our children. Yeah. So much love that, that I 
that I will not leave this world in the state that it is uh, without doing everything in my power to secure liberty, not just to my own generation, but to theirs. Do you have grandchildren? I would assume I you do. do. Okay, there's nothing. Holy cow. So it's like we were looking at videos of you leading worship in, in back in the day, a very, in the very day. much younger version of you yeah, yeah. for CBN. You were, you were leading worship and you were doing the Lord's work. And now I believe you have children who are worship leaders. Yes, they are. They're worship leaders. See, it's it's see, a great blessing. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and, Jacob. and Jacob. And you have grandchildren who we don't know. Maybe one of those is a deliverer. We don't, That's right. But he's, the, he's, he's a generational right. God. And it's so encouraging because we were looking <laughs> at is. your picture and I was like, who's that guy? Uh, but he lives all on. Red hair, he lives red hair. on. Yes, he does. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We have a grandson who just said he wants to be a fighter pilot. Wow. He saw the movie Top Gun. Woo! Come on, that was <laughs> he a good wants movie. To, he wants to be a jet fighter pilot. Well, who wouldn't want to be Tom Cruise? He That's wants to cool. be the next deliverer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How old is he? He is uh, 12 years old. Come on. You kid. And I pray that the United States is established as a nation that's fit and able to do exactly what his dreams are. Amen. It's the greatest nation still. It is. Still. Despite everything that's being done to destroy it, it's still the greatest nation. There's a spirit that's out there right now, Pastor Bill, where it's like, it hurts me. This is one of the biggest grievances to me. Um, our pastor at our church talks about this. Um, I love your pastor, by the he's way. He's a great man. He's I love awesome it. man. He's a theologian like you, and he's a, he's a historian like you. You're, you're on a whole nother level, but it's like there's a there's this spirit that invaded back in when the Moors were invading, and the Lutheran kind of denomination at the time, Luther, was actually saying we're going to stand down to the invasion, mm-hmm. and they allowed altar boys to be raped, and 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 people died in the church in the name of saying. God is allowing this to happen to our country. This foreign invasion is God's punishment to us. And they did not stand up in the moment. But I see the same thing happening now, where there's Christians who are loading up on your bullets, your beans, all your survival goods, and you're saying to yourself, I want destruction to come. I'm, I'm, I'm cared for. The Lord will take care of me, and I want destruction to come and rid like Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a, I think that grieves the Lord. I think it does too. It, it's, a, it's, false, it's false religion because true religion is just helping a widow, an orphan in need. Now, obviously, all those things are good. Bullets are good. Beans are good. Bibles are good. But they're a defensive posture. Right. We're not welcoming the invader. We're not, we're not cheering for God for like self-flagellating the nation like, like the Catholic Church did, beating themselves. Can you speak to like that, that spirit? That what I call that... What I believe that is, I call that a passive eschatology. It says, I'm going to sit back and do nothing, and I'm going to speed the return of Christ. I'm going to speed the decay of the civil society so that Jesus comes back sooner. And I'm here to, I'm here to say to the church in America, Jesus is not coming back for a church that's lying come down on. for evil. God is coming back for a church triumphant that's willing to stand up in the face of evil and say, no, not on my watch. And so... Um, God is not going to bless the church with the rapture, with the with the parousia, right? right. Which is what the what the word means, um, in the Greek word. He's not coming back for you, who are lying down for evil. Right. He is not coming back for you. So get over that quickly. And right now we need to fight. We need to fight evil with everything yes. in our being. So, uh, you know, I just 
I mean, this is something the Lord gave me recently. He's not coming back for a, for a lazy eschatology. No. It says I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down and you know just Jesus you know looking up and saying come, um, saying Lord come quickly. The word eklektos in Greek, I, he it says Matthew 24. If not for the sake of the eklektos, the elect. The elect, right? It's it's not a passive group. No. It's it's a live and active group. The Bible says in Matthew 24, which it kind of erases rapture theology. It will be so horrific. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that there's no other time like it and ever will be. And you can say that if there's no other time like that or ever will be, then that means we haven't gone through it. Right. Why? Because we would know. There would be the stain of that moment. We haven't gone through it yet. Right. But his church will. Yeah. And the Bible says keep your, your, your oil lamps full. Right. Be ready for at any hour. It doesn't sound like laid back passive theology. Right. Paul the Apostles talked about that time when he said many would fall away from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, having their consciences, consciences seared as with a branding iron. And, um, you know, there, there is coming a great falling away. You know, and I think in many ways we're already in it. True. You know, with this transgenderism that people are doing in churches, the, woke, yes. the wokeism that's taken over many yes. churches. That is part of the great falling away. Many, you know... And then the other thing Jesus, Jesus said this was, many will say to me on that day, Lord, 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 didn't we do this, that? Didn't we preach the gospel? Didn't we do miracles in your name? Didn't we raise the dead, cast out devils? And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. That's a frightening that thing is a to scary think of. That's verse. a scary thing to think of. But Jesus said it. He was warning us. He was warning us. And um, if we're laying back and going, you know, Lord, come quickly, you know, you know rapture me out of this mess. I'm sorry, but you're not going to be the one raptured out of the mess. God's going to let you go through the bed you made. That's what I believe. God is a God of integrity, and I don't believe he's going to jerk us out of the mess that we've made. I believe he's going to yes. let us go through it. Let's speak to the pastors while we we're in our closing minutes, because that's, I, I believe, your gifting. There's a particular pastor. His name is John Peter Mullenberg. John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg. Gabriel, thank you, Gabe. because that's my name. I, this is such a good story. And if, if we, uh, well, here's what we're going to do. I want, to, I want to say this. I want to continue to talk about this. And I don't want to feel any pressure. So what we're going to do at the 27-minute mark, which is just in a few seconds here, I'm going, to, I'm going to release you ACN listeners. If you want to, go ahead and tune in to hear the rest, the final story of John Peter Millenberger and, and this pastor's story during the Revolutionary uh, War. Uh, come, come check us out at Facebook and then type at Church and State 1776, or either go to rumble.com, Church and State 1776, to hear the final parts of this interview. I want to tune everybody to Pastor Bill's uh, organization. It is brrusa.org. Um, contact him. He will speak at your church, especially those of you love who are to. in the Patriot community. It's such a, such a wonderful historical ministry that you do. So please contact him. How can people contact you? Just go, the best thing do to, just go to the website. Just go to the website, brrusa.org. And uh, you can also read about the Gideon's 300 Pledge on the website, the things that we're calling pastors to do. And our goal is to raise up an army of pastors throughout America who are standing up for liberty, who are basically laying down their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor for liberty. And that's what we believe it's going to take. I love it. Well, we, we've had the pleasure of having Reverend Bill Cook. We're going to have that rest of the interview talking about John Peter Millenberger. But those of you on ACN, thank you for tuning in with us. It's been a pleasure. Caleb is not here, but I am here, Pastor Gabe, at the Reawaken America Tour. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Godspeed. 
Welcome to the fire.